It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner, the finest uncooperative conservative radio of the net. Kicking down the walls, blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice. And the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening? So, we start the show with a prayer. And because we did not get to it last show, we're going to tell you what ex-presidents get after they leave office. Then the I hope it's a swift kick in the backside. Yeah, I wish it was. Um, it's unbelievable what we're paying. Then the ups and downs for the week, the war on Christianity, China is not our friend, and more news from Venezuela. They're imploding. And it's all our fault. All it's Trump's all Trump fault. fault. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Everything's yep. Trump's fault. Everything. And he lies. Oh, yeah, it seems. He's a big fat liar. He's been proven wrong so many times. Oh, wait. Never. <laughs> no, he hasn't been wrong yet. All right, so we're going to start the show with a prayer. This is a a Sabbath prayer that Susan found in the Chumash. And if she wants to read it to you what it is, she can. No, this is, well, was given, it was in there because the Chumash was given to us by our Jewish friends when we were in New York. Well, we had the Torah too, but I I gave that away to somebody. Because they were studying... They wanted to study it, and I was done with it. So, Anyway. <clears throat> Come, beloved Israel, greet thy bride. Welcome the coming of the Sabbath tide. Come, let us welcome the Sabbath rest, called into being at God's behest. Source of our blessings from hand divine, last in creation, first in design. Come, Sabbath bride, Sabbath bride rest of rest, crown of thy people, thou Sabbath blessed. Come with rejoicing in song and peace, Israel's laboring now shall cease. Amen. Did they say peace, not pieces? <laughs> people, Islam is evil. 
We weren't talking about Islam. Oh, before you go on, we did a uh, story, uh, the last show about reg- under regulation suck, about them looking into um, Colbert's speech. And we, you know, totally disagreed. He's got the right. Well, yeah, I just read a headline today. The FCC is going to investigate him. Yeah. That's not good. If oh, if he broke their laws, uh, whatever rules they make, they're obliged to live by it. But uh, I thought late night shows were kind of exempt from this this stuff because it's that you know, it's kids should be in bed by now. Right, but and I, that's why I didn't put it in any of our copy because I'm waiting to see what the outcome is because they're updating it. Tom. But yes, it looks like they're going to. If they're gonna, that just means they're gonna investigate. Doesn't mean they're gonna do anything. Yeah, I don't like the government looking at anything. <laughs> they got enough people uh, harassing them that they decided to do it because they said if enough people complained, then they would have to look into it. And so enough people complained, it seemed. Anyway, doesn't mean they're going to do anything. <clears throat> do you know what ex-presidents get after they leave office? Too to much. From Senate.gov. Chief executives leaving office prior to 1958 often entered retirement pursuing various occupations and received no federal assistance. When industrialist Andrew Carnegie announced a plan in 1912 to offer $25,000 annual pensions to former presidents, many members of Congress deemed it inappropriate that such a pension should be provided by a private corporation executive. That same year, legislation was first introduced to create presidential pensions, but it was not enacted. In 1955, such regulation was considered by Congress because of former President Harry S. Truman's financial limitations in hiring an office staff. Enacted in 1958, the Former Presidents Act, FPA, has been amended to provide increases in presidential pensions and the allowances for office staff. Why are we paying for an ex-president's office staff? I don't know. Seriously, right? That's his, but look, he's his private citizen again. Well, he always was a private citizen. The president's still a citizen. This is nothing special, people. And he's afforded all of the privileges of being a citizen, including protections under the Constitution. But once he gets out of office, we're not liable for him anymore. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're up to, what, 40-something presidents? Yeah. I'm going to find the one that was in 1958. I think it was Truman. So that's like a lot of presidents. No, it was Eisenhower. Was it? Let me look. I need my little book. We just did this last night. Right. Uh, So so I'll move along then since we just did this last night. From Thought.co. Presidential retirement benefits were non-existent until the enactment of the former President's Act in 1958. Since then, presidential retirement benefits have included a lifetime annual pension, staff and office allowances, travel expenses, secret service protection, and more. Former presidents are offered a taxable lifetime pension equal to the annual rate of basic pay for the heads of executive branch departments like the cabinet secretaries. This amount is set annually by Congress. It is currently 
2016. $205,700 per year. The pension starts the minute the president officially leaves office at noon on Inauguration Day. Widows of former presidents are provided with a $20,000 annual lifetime pension and mailing privileges, unless they choose to waive their right to the pension. In 1974, the Justice Department ruled that presidents who resign from office before their official term of office expire are entitled to the same lifetime pension and benefits extended to other former presidents. Wait a minute. Yep. However, presidents who are removed from office due to impeachment forfeit all benefits. That's what I was, that was the question that popped right into my head. I know, me too. For the first seven months, beginning one month before the the January 20 inauguration. Former presidents get transition funding that the help them transition back to private life. Okay, why are we helping them transition to back? To, uh, this is so beyond ridiculous. We hollowed these ex-presidents up like they're some kind of royalty. That's why. This is beyond ridiculous, Brian. These people are rich. Granted, under the Presidential Transition Act, the funds can be used for office space, staff compensation, communications services, and printing and postage associated with the transition. The amount provided is determined by Congress. Staff and office allowances. Six months after the president leaves office, he or she gets funds for an office staff. Why? During the first 30 months after the leaving office. What? What? I know. I just copy and paste. During the first 30 months after the leaving of the leaving office. There is a lot of mistakes in this copy tonight, just so you know. <laughs> On .gov. What uh-huh. The former presidents get maximum of $150,000 per year for this purpose. Thereafter, the former president's act stipulates that the aggregate rates of staff compensation for a former president cannot exceed $96,000 annually. Why, in God's name, number one, do they need a staff? How can you hire a staff for $96,000 annually? I mean, you, you can only hire two people. But why are we paying for him hiring anybody? I mean, you have to give him a decent salary. Washington, D.C., the cost of living is through the roof. Well, usually they leave Washington. They're not like Obama. They don't live in Washington. And why are we paying? Why do they have a staff? What, why do they have a staff? Why are we paying for this? I don't know, Susan. Why did you ask the Congress? This is outrageous. I like how this is in Senate.gov when it belongs in House.gov because we're talking about what? Money, right? Yep. All revenue bills must originate in the House of Representatives. So why are we getting this off the Senate? It's Senate.gov. And I have the I link and everything. Is. Any additional well, staff? Well, no, th- no, this one here. Oh, stop screaming in my ear, please. So, sorry, this one is from thought.co. This is not from the Senate. You read the Senate one above. Oh, well, where did they get it from? I don't know. They got it from Senate.co. I don't know where they got it from. They didn't tell us. No, this is what, I looked this up and this is, I got it from um, thought.co. I forget what country is CO. Isn't it England? No, but UK. Ah. Um. I can't remember. Anyway, where was I? Additional staffs paid for personally by former president. Any additional staff costs must be paid for personally by the former president. Former presidents are compensated for office space and office supplies at any location in the United States. Funds for former presidents, office space, and equipment 
are authorized annually by Congress as part of the budget for the General Services Administration. Could you imagine our founding fathers? Oh, sensitive to sound to me. Uh, our founding fathers, well, they didn't get paid squat. Nope. And you don't get anything when you leave. Right. But then again, it was a smaller country back then, Susan. Everything's changed now. Yeah. Now the government doesn't work for us anymore. That's what's changed. Anyway, travel expenses, believe it or not. Under a law enacted in 1968, the GSA makes funds available to former presidents and no more than two of his or her staff members for travel and related expenses. To be compensated, the travel must be related to the former president's status as an official representative of the United States government. In other words, travel for pleasure is not compensated. The GSA determines all appropriate costs for travel. Yeah. And they know how to get around that. I was going to say. They go give one speech and they get a free trip to Australia. Freaking Obama is the king and Mooshel is the queen of getting around this crap. Mooshel? Yeah. Secret Service Protection. With the enacting of the former President's Protection Act of 2012, H.R. 6620, on January 10th, 2013... Former presidents and their spouses receive secret service protection for their lifetimes. Really? Where are we getting all this money? We're $20 trillion in debt. Thank you. We should make them give their money back to us. We should, to pay down the debt that they actually helped occur. Yeah, I think we should (laughs) siphon off all of Obama's money. Any money over $40,000, the government should just take every year from him. Until $10 trillion is paid back. And all... In other words, for the rest of his life. Okay, and if you think about this, George W. Bush and George H. Bush, they were both presidents. That means that that family has all of these benefits. Yep. Times two. Correct. It's disgusting. Yes. And George (laughs) G.W., we should take his money too because he put us in debt as well. So did his father. Yeah, but he only ran it up to uh, he only ran it up about five trillion. I don't care. I, I'll take his money too, and his <laughs> and his daddy's and money, his daddy's money, right? And Jimmy Jimmy Carter's money, all of them, all the ones that are alive. I take all their money, including Reagan. They they wouldn't get any of this, and I'd take their money on top of it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's, they're not going to get any of this, but I'm going to take all their money over forty thousand dollars just to make them know what it's like to be a Mike collar worker. Well, well, and look at how $40,000 a year. We, you know, people live on that. We live on less. Right. So I'm just saying. <laughs> and look at how long they're living to. I, I don't want, I don't really care. Daddy George. I don't, I don't want to pay him. <laughs> I don't want to pay him I at all. I don't want to give him secret service either. They make so much money on speeches. I think they should get anything. Let them cover this by themselves. I'm sorry, hundreds of thousands of dollars to speak for 30 minutes. You've got to be kidding me. Monday, I know, it's money laundering. Under the Act, protection for the spouses of former presidents terminates in the event of remarriage. Children of former presidents receive protection until they reach age 16. The former President's Protection Act of 2012 reversed a law enacted in 1994 That terminated Secret Service protection for former presidents 10 years after they left office. 
Uh, medical expenses, former presidents and their spouses, widows, and minor children are entitled to treatment in military hospitals. Former presidents and their dependents also have the option of enrolling in private health insurance plans at their own expense. Well, no kidding. They can do things on their own expense. I would hope so. And meanwhile, veterans are dying all over the place. Yeah, they took $173 of my tax return. The VA. I don't know. They didn't bill me for anything. I don't know why they took it, but they took it. And I know for a fact, once a government agency takes your money, it doesn't matter whether they're right or wrong, you're not getting it back. It just won't happen. Ooh, former presidents are traditionally granted state funerals with military honors. Details of the funeral are based on the wishes of the former president's family. I don't know, back in the 90s, it cost like, what, about $10,000 to put my father in? More. More? About twelve. I think sticking coffin was five thousand dollars. Yes, it was. And they're getting formal burials. All right, you could put a price on this. They're paying. Well, <laughs> you got look, you, know, you got the honor guard. You get the twenty-one gun right. salute. You the whole nine yards. I mean, we pay for them to be president. We pay for them after they're president, and then we pay for them when they die. This is beyond the pale disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty bad when they when they cost you after they're dead. Yeah. Hey, what? Yeah. Oh, well, what do you want? Buried in Potter's Field? I don't really care where my ex-presidents are buried. They're my ex-presidents. They're no, and I will not call them president because they were once president. They are no longer president. Their title is not forever president. Just Mr. is good enough. Well, and that's the whole thing with the, like, even every time Newt Gingrich goes on a TV show, Speaker Gingrich, he's been, hasn't been Speaker for like 20 years. I know. Enough. Enough with the titles. If everyone would just stop playing the stupid game, just don't do it. If you want to say former Speaker of the House, blah, 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 to introduce him, whatever. Yeah, but you don't call him Speaker because he's not. Right now, Paul Ryan is Speaker. You know, and all the. Unfortunately. (laughs) <laughs> and all is. of these news outlets, Brian, the, when the president is president, they call him Mr. in their articles. Well, you can call him Mr. President. No, they call him Mr. Bush or you, Mr. You, you can, Trump. You can do that. But when media does it, it's a diss. Right. They never they called him Mr. Obama. Always President Obama. I know. And they'll still refer to him as President Obama. Want to bet? <laughs> they won't even refer to Bush as anything except something you scrape off the bottom of your feet. Not that I was a fan of his, but, you know, he wasn't O, that's for sure. From Fox News, a former president, Caesar Baracus Obaminus, hits the speaking circuit. Republican lawmakers say they plan to reintroduce a bill that would directly target pensions for ex-presidents raking in more than $400,000 after leaving the Oval Office. Um, yeah, just, they, they don't, if they, they don't get any, right? <laughs> just, they lose it all. Oh, let's hope that goes through. I doubt it. Seriously. But the good thing is, with Trump as uh, he'll sign it into law. He doesn't care. He doesn't want the money. He's donating all his money. So people keep claiming he's costing us money when he goes golfing. He's doing business when he goes to the golf course. I don't know how many times I can explain this to people. 
In the north, the main place business deals are done are on golf courses. In the south, the main way things are done is hunting or fishing. Same here in Montana. I don't know. I don't know anybody who takes people out, wines them, and dines them here. I did down in Florida, and I did up in New York. So I know about, the, I don't know, Montana, they're up north. <laughs> but it's also like, like Jesse says, Montucky. You know, in the middle of nowhere. Oh. oh. Sorry. Where was I? Uh, House Oversight and Government Reform Committee Chairman Jason Chavitz, Republican Utah, and Senator Joni Ernst, Republican Iowa, plan to dust off the Presidential Allowance Modernization Act later this month, according to USA Today. But you cannot make bills that are retroactive, so it's not going to affect anybody but Trump. And who comes after Trump? Yeah, but they make those kind of bills all the time. Okay. Constitution says you can't. I'm sorry, the, the stinking Constitution is getting in the way for you. Sometimes you like it, sometimes you don't. The push comes after Obamanists decided to accept a $400,000 speaking fee, the same amount as his White House salary, for a speech at a healthcare conference run by Wall Street investment firm Cantor Fitzgerald in September. This is money laundering. This is how it works. <sighs> but, like I said, uh, Obama just would have never signed that law, but Trump will. And I, I, I doubt the presidents were going to have to, have, after Trump would have signed it either. Because it's not likely a billionaire is just going to line up to be president. Although that would drive the left absolutely apoplectic. That would be great. Uh, where was it here? Oh, yeah, the abominous hypocrisy on this issue is revealing, Chafer told USA Today. He also tweeted the USA Today's headline, Obama's $400,000 speech could prompt Congress to go after his pension with the vow, yes, it will. The legislation would cap presidential pensions at $200,000, they're currently slightly higher, but reduce that amount dollar for dollar once their outside income Tops $400,000, according to the report. No, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Take all of it. What do you mean 400000 I'm not waiting for 400000 Come on, he doesn't need that much. He called people rich making $200,000 $200, and higher. Don't you remember? So what does he need 400000 for? So it's a minute that he gets 200000 it should kick off. There should be a pension. That's just, just dumb. Nowadays, they don't need pensions. There's not. There's nobody that's going to become a pauper because of it. I wonder if the if HW had uh, you know gotten rid of Secret Service and all that stuff because they can they can deny it. They don't have to take it. And I mean, they're rich. But anyway, what do they need it for? Yeah, no, that's why rich people are rich. They, they it take does, stuff. Doesn't matter, whatever it is. All right, in, 20, uh, in 2016, Chaffetz authorized the original bill, which Obama just vetoed. Like I said, he'd never sign it. 
At the time, Obama has reasoned that he had consulted living U.S. presidents who agreed the bill would have unintended consequences and would unfairly prevent staffers from immediately receiving pay and benefits. Pay for it yourself, like every other person on the planet. Yeah, every small. If you're going to run it like a business, pay it like a business. I know. I, when I found this out, it, I just sat in front of the computer in complete amazement. Chaffers reported that veto self-serving. No kidding. That's why. Do it now. Trump's in office. He'll sign it. You can get all kinds of things against presidents through right now. Trump will sign it. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not you know, stealing his power and stuff. But the executive has, uh, I don't know, a bazillionth too much power than it's supposed to have it, or as it is. Um, and then uh, Pelosi's complaining that they're deconstructing government. They're taking it down. <laughs> now they're stealing from the poor. Shut up, you stupid she, witch. Was, that's what she said. By not giving, by not giving someone else's money to the poor, they, they're stealing from the poor. She's not even. You know what she is? Just what George? Whoa, she's the wicked witch of the West. Right. I know what she is. I know, but just as what George Mason called politicians, babblers. I know, and if I have to hear it again, I don't find it amusing. I don't find it a word I like. Yeah, but she's actually babbling. She's not. No, even, she's babbling. She's incoherent. She can't even. She she's not even speaking properly. There's something wrong with her brain, just like there was with Killary. She's like ninety. She's an old lady. I know it's hard to imagine with that tightly pulled skin. Her face no longer has any expression. It just. It looks like a skeleton face. Well, people are saying that the Botox went to her brain. <laughs> no, she's always been like this. She's always been a dumb bitch. Okay. It's not self-serving. Obama is accepting the speaking fee from Cantor Fitzgerald. Hasn't sat well with some of his closest supporters in Congress. Senators Bernie Sanders, independent Vermont, and Elizabeth... Pocahontas Warren, Democrat, Taxachusetts, have both publicly criticized Obamanus over the past few days. Well, I can't wait to hear what Warren said. Is she going to say, we built the roads that you drove to the White House for? She <laughs> <laughs> so wants to go to break for some reason. All right, uh, it's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. 
For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, 
back to the Unquabbered Radio Show. Our half of one. Ugh. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Sanders and Warren and Obama. Oh, my. This is, they put that all in one paragraph. You trying to kill me? <laughs> Warren said she was troubled by the speaking fee. While Sanders said, Wall Street has incredible power, and I would have hoped that the president would not have given a speech like this. He's a self-serving piece of crap. What do you think? He was on board with something? He's saying for himself. He ain't going back to be a plain old community organizer again. So we got Pocahontas complaining. And uh, the burn, I guess that's like a... Jock itch, I don't know. Hey, that's not called jock itch from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie jock itch Sanders. Obamanus uh, <clears throat> is hardly the first U.S. president to capitalize on his time at the White House. Former President Bill Clinton, B.J. Clinton, earned more than $200,000 per speech over the course of a decade. Former President George W. Bush didn't mince words when asked what he'd do out of office. I'll give some speeches just to replenish the old coffers, Bush told the New York Times in 2007. One week worth of speeches in Japan netted former President Ronald Reagan $2 million in 1989. In response to criticism last week, Obama's spokesman, Eric Schultz, issued a statement saying that while Obama's will deliver speeches from time to time... He will be true to his values, his vision, and his record. And right, and, and smoothing it with Wall Street people, it, that, that's his thing. It, it's just bizarre watching it happen. At the same time, he's trying to completely destroy Trump's presidency. It's amazing. And, and we're paying him a pension to do that. Yes, we are. We're that, paying for the staff that he's using to do that. Yes, we are. That's just stupid. It's beyond disgusting, it and nobody knows this. It took Obama to wake everybody up to all this crap. I'll give that to him. He was good good for that reason. Some people actually started learning about U.S. history again. It was amazing. Yeah, and progs are like saying the Constitution word over and over and over again, although they're not... They not, don't know what it means. They don't, and it's they're just, not applying... I'll call the Constitution. That's Constitution. That's Constitution. You know, what are you talking about? You 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 find things that aren't even in the Constitution. I'm surprised if they say the word; they don't ex- blow up in flames. I can't believe they have the, the gall to ever mention the word Constitution that they have crapped all over. Uh, it's, it just boggles the mind. Talk about being haughty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, when did it become a popular word all of a sudden? The C word. I don't know, I've been saying it for like 10 years. <laughs> and we've gotten places. I, I gotta say, it, it it has progressed. That's 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 a good sign. It's taking too long. That's a that's not a good sign. We'll see. Obama should have a little fire over under everybody's backside. Alright, the ups and downs for the week, which is usually the first thing we do, but we didn't this time because we want to do that. 
an up-down, which really means Susan doesn't know, right? No, it's both. <laughs> From Fox News, I'll be the judge of that. A conservative columnist who was suspended by <clears throat> the St. Louis Post-Dispatch after she defended the National Rifle Association from comparisons to ISIS, fired back with her resignation and a series of targeted tweets. The newspaper on Friday suspended Stacey Washington after a column entitled Guns in the Media disputed an anti-NRA article that argued since more Americans die from guns than from ISIS, the Second Amendment advocacy group is the greater danger. They, that's an absolute bold-faced lie, but um, we're not going to count guns in bad people's hands, are we? We're not, not the, the, the black or black crime, all that stuff. You count all that, yeah. Well, the Second Amendment has nothing to do with that. Actually, it, you might notice that they don't have their Second Amendment rights in those places. That's why they're, well, wild, wild west. They're always worried about. Everybody having concealed carriage. It's like the wild, wild. They're going to be the wild, wild west. Oh, you want to see the wild, wild west? Go to a ghetto. That's the wild, wild west. Don't look anybody in the eye. Now, let me give you everyone out there who doesn't know about this little background. Stacey Washington runs a column called Stacey on the Right. And I think she has a radio show once a week, Stacey on the Right. And basically what she... I remember her when she was a lowly blogger. Yeah, and what she normally reports on is, especially with Mama Obama, all the stuff that were happening in the schools. That's like her thing. But she has been um, a guest host on Cam and Company, which is the NRA. Again, I know that boggles your mind, but they don't listen to his show. I know they so don't. So they don't know. I know, that's why I'm telling them. Oh, no, they don't listen to us either, so... <laughs> Anyway, so she was on, actually before the show, I thought it was pretty cool. I was listening to a rerun on Fox Business of Thomas Paine's... um, Common Sense? No, not Thomas Paine. What's his name? His last name is Paine. I keep forgetting his first name. He's a a black businessman, and um, she was on... Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Paine Paine on, uh, yeah, Yeah, Fox Fox Business. business Right. Now, she also is a black woman. People do not know that, because she doesn't sound like she's black, but she is. Yeah, I've, I've seen the show. He is too. Yes, and, and he doesn't sound black, really. Either. No, he doesn't. And so she I mean, get over little, it. Sometimes I can. I'm like, eh, eh, oh, yeah. and people of color get over it. You sound like it. Look, okay? if I if I can tell your skin color <laughs> through the phone or the radio, you have ebonics going. <laughs> anyway, what she was saying. Oh, you have it. The broken. She was she was explaining what Spanish had happened. She, South she was trying to go back and forth with the editor about, and you're going to read about her, her article and what she wrote. And she said the editor actually edited this article, but they told her that she was a shill for the NRA and that she was getting paid by the NRA. Therefore, they suspended her. She's never got paid a dime. She went and she was at the annual meeting last weekend. They're the ones that are going to have to go to court because you know it, she's fighting yeah. back. She's yeah. not letting this go. She's not. She's like, I. they have known that I've been a guest host at NRA. They know I don't get paid. And the only reason they did this is because I hey, went against if, their article. If they didn't write a ridiculous article that says the NRA is more dangerous than ISIS, are you nuts? And she's fighting back. 
those are the people that should be fired. Whoever wrote that article, because it's not only is it crap, it's pure propaganda. There is no way that they can back up those statements. Fake news. Exactly. But good for her. And she's going on all the circuits. She's not backing down. And again, the the person who wrote the, the lie article should be fired. Because by saying more people are killed with guns in America than ISIS, I don't know where you get all the ISIS figures from, but you know, they're just saying every gun death, right or wrong, bad people are bad people, cop on bad people, bad people are cop, and people, everything goes. Everybody that's killed by a gun in one pile. And if you got killed, if you, if you got killed in a skirmish over here, you'd be put in the... If you put it to this thing that says this is why we shouldn't have the right to keep bare arms, when in actuality, the this is why we do need the right to keep bare arms. But again, inside out, upside down world. I don't know how you can get confused when it ends. The people's right to keep and bare arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't say the malicious right. It says the people's right. Simple. I, the militia argument is wrong. And I'm talking to my fellow conservatives. The militia argument is wrong. Yes, I know who the militia is here, blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to be a member of the militia to have the right to keep their arms. It's an unalienable right. That means women have the right, too. Everybody has the right. And it's it's not granted to us by the Constitution is granted to us by our creator. It is protect it's supposed to protect us from those rights being violated. That's what the constitution is. See, that's the way the Bill of Rights screwed up the way the constitution go, flows. But the people wanted it so they got it. Extra protection they didn't need, but they wanted it. And even with the extra protection, look what trouble we're in. If you don't understand infringement, look it up. They still haven't changed. Hurry up. They'll change the dictionary as soon as they find out. Infringement means not to be touched, not to be chewed around at the edges. So there is no reasonable limitations to your right to keep and bear arms. None. Yes, you can have a bazooka, even though we don't have bazookas anymore. But I'll assume you're talking about a shoulder-fired rocket. Uh, yeah, we. yes, you can. If, you, if, a, if a soldier bears it in combat then we can bear it as well. That's the way it works. If they can have fully automatic weapons, we can have fully automatic weapons. If they can have shoulder-fired rocket launchers, we can have shoulder-fired rocket launchers. No, we can't have a tank or a nuclear bomb because they, not unless they're portable. You can have a nuclear bomb if you could bear it, but remember, one of the tests is if the military has it, you can have it. The average military isn't walking around with a suitcase nuclear bomb. So, see, see, that's how their ridiculous comments just fall apart if you just don't play into them. Of course you can't. A nuclear missile is not something I can carry around. A cannon is not something I can carry around. Although, they let, they back in the day, they let people have cannons because, of course, they had to protect the town. And... You know, cannons are good. So, militias, yes, militias had cannons. But, not in, it, it wasn't like every individual owned their own private cannon. <laughs> not, no. 
But uh, again, you can't carry a cannon. Therefore, no, you can't have one. Say under the, under the, in our country. Again, just what the military carries into combat. Simple as that. Would that be great? Fully automatic weapon without a fee or a tax? Because again, that's infringement. Yes, we should have unfettered access to firearms. Absolutely. I want I want kids going to school with sidearms. Wearing them in school. What do you think of that? Yeah, it'd be high school. <laughs> Don't get ridiculous. Anyway, I expect all the teachers and staff to be carrying because if my kid's going to be in your school, you're going to die defending my kid. Got it? You really think most teachers are going to throw themselves in front of a a bullet for your kid? Really? I don't think so. Progressives aren't that noble. Okay. Now, she gave you a backstory on it. Continue with the article. When has a member of the NRA ever decapitated, set on fire, tossed from a rooftop, or otherwise terrorized another American? The linkage is not only rife with improper context, it is false on its face. Washington wrote in her column, which also decried the lack of conservatives in U.S. newsrooms. This failure to represent the opposing, especially conservative view, is an increasingly apparent deficit in the news reporting apparatus of our country. No kidding! You're catching on there, Stacey. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. You just figured this out? No, she's been she's been like this for many many years. This isn't a deficit. This is out and out propaganda news. Yeah, well, you can call it fake news. Same thing. Propaganda is fake. So you know you you can love the fake news thing. Call yes, the lamestream media is fake news. Absolutely. You know what else is fake news? All the all the watchdog groups that are supposed to <laughs> they're like Snopes. You can look it up see if it's a, a hoax or not. They're fake news, too. Oh, yeah. I've caught Snopes many, many times. Lying and spitting, boy. They'll, they do some stuff to make you think that they're, like, not biased. But you you got to pay attention to the how important they think something is. Something minor, eh, who cares? Let's give that, let's give that a pass. Oh, no, we're not letting them have this one. So uh, this is going to be said. This is fake news. Snopes and the like. I can't believe WAPO thought, and the New York Times thought, they could be considered fact-checkers. I, They are delusional. They live in their own universe over there. It's just craziness. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, and, and I had here somebody that, somebody mentioned something about IQs, and, uh, oh, uh, yeah, People in the city, or have higher IQs than, uh, than people in the country. And I said, "What?" And they went, "Well, <laughs> I um, no, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole if I do this. I'm stopping myself now. Um, when is a member of the NRA ever decapitated, set on fire, tossed from a rooftop, or otherwise terrorist? Other American? The linkage is just BS." Now, she says there's a failure to represent the opposing. 
that's just that's just not that's not it. Even the stuff coming out of their mouth is out and out lies. That's not even about sides. Journalists are not supposed to lie. That's like rule one. You can't make anything up. You must source everything. Source, source, source. Not anymore. Oh, I have uh, you know some people that don't want their names said, so I'm, I'm using them as a source, but I can't tell you who they are. I wouldn't let you write that in my newspaper. I either either I you don't have to tell them. I have to check your source. If I can't check your source. You ain't getting paid. You're getting fired. The St. Louis Dispatch asserts that Washington was not suspended for the views expressed in her column, but for failing to disclose her promotional work. She's not. She doesn't do promotional work. They call that promotional, telling the truth, pointing out that the article was just a just trash, should have never been printed. Uh, pro promotional work and professional affiliation with the NRA. What professional? She's not getting paid by them for anything. She doesn't work for them. Just because she goes on his show and contributes, he has a payer. I tell you, he'd be paying me. I'm going to be a regular on your radio show. Yeah, you're going to pay me. And it goes beyond this that she gives. She gave everybody full disclosure. Everybody knows where she goes. Look, and we all know it. what happened, and we all know they're they're going to lie. They're liars. They always lie. We're just talking about that propaganda. They don't. They don't tell the truth. They they either hold back news or they spin news, but they don't t- give you the news. You think you're getting the news. You're not. Stop watching 2020. I told that Jesse. You uh, start twenty twenty. I'm like twenty twenty. Stop doing that. You're gonna you're gonna rust your brain, man. Watch twenty twenty. Claptrap. That's just nonsense news. It's not real. Go get some real news. He's not big on getting on the internet. I gotta get him. I think I'm gonna get it. Find an app for him for his phone. <laughs> that, that'll work. <laughs> yeah, just get him get get him some good. Uh, truth in it to get some truth in his head washington i mean that's her name if you're just joining us has appeared several times as a co-host and commentator on cam and company on nra tv and contributed to an nra documentary in august 2016 however she has never been paid by the nra her active promotional activities and professional association with the national rifle association represented an unacceptable conflict of interest in her most recent column, which resulted in our suspension of her work. They just said it wasn't because of the column. Now they said it is because of the column. Todd Robertson, uh, the Post-Dispatch editorial page editor, wrote in a response to Washington's suspense and quitting. Robertson added, columnists are expected to fully disclose conflicts of interest when writing about topics where such a conflict might arise. Okay, so um, everybody, every one of you that writes anything about a gun article, you've either got to come clean, you don't own any firearms, or if you do own firearms, you've got to tell us you do own firearms. Because either way, there could be a conflict of interest depending which side of this issue you want to be on. And the only honest issue here is they want guns gone. 
They don't care about your hunting. They don't care about you plinking at the range. They don't care. They will come for every single firearm till there are none. Right now, they're a little worried we might rise up and uh, and and, re- and revolt. We have enough firearms. And that's the good thing. They should be more afraid of that, but they're not. Because we've let them get away with murder. Anyway, um, we apply this standard regardless of the lobbying or advocacy group being written about in a column. Following her suspension last Friday, Washington mounted a Twitter broadside at her post-dispatch editors, insisting she is not a paid shill for the NRA, and noting the irony of a column calling out the lack of conservatives in the mainstream media getting a conservative suspended from a mainstream newspaper. Now that's ironical, Annis. The other thing that she put in... I don't see where the up is in this at all. That she's fighting back and she quit. That's not an up. Yeah, because she's getting a lot of support. People are really behind her. She's going to get a better job. Of course she will. Maybe another show. But it won't be on... In those newspapers. In those prog papers and those prog channels. It ain't going to be there. You know, the other thing... And that's that's what she's complaining about. She wants access to those people. Rather than have them just sit in that cesspool of progressivism every day. And that what they've done is just removed. There's nothing nothing but progressivism anymore. It's all about progressivism. And if you say the word conservative, it's a dirty epithet. The other thing that she had brought out in the interview is that there's a lot of people that write at that newspaper that are extremely active in Planned Parenthood. Extremely. Wait a minute. Have they disclosed that? I know. I'm just asking. Yep. I know. You have to know that everybody in the lame street media is involved in Planned Parenthood. Just like they're part of the CFR. Oh, you can look up the Council on Foreign Relations and you, they have a members list. They post that publicly unless unless under Obama's term, they, 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 they got rid of it. I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but uh, it should be. Anyway. This is just, who cares? Uh, who buys print? If, if Who's reading print newspapers? The biggest morons on the planet. So we can just write them off. They're still paying for that ever-shrinking paper of ever-shrinking validity. Where all you get is the opinion of a side that wants you to live in a socialist country. Where you make, you, no matter how hard you work, you get the same thing as everybody else. Everybody gets the same social justice. Everybody gets the same money. Everybody. Well, you know, unfortunately, in cap, in, in the free market, oh, they called capitalism. That makes sense. But in socialism, no. I, I We are so far down. I, how long have I been saying the United States? So, Socialist states of America. It must it must be about five years now. And she won't answer because I have to go to hard break. So I'm Quapping Radio Show. You stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. 
When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. How horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel, and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler! Uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be a liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be a liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be a liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be a liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be a liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be a liberal. No, there is nobody in this country who got rich on his own. Nobody. You built a factory out there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on the roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You uh, were safe in your factory because of police forces and fire forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything at your factory and hire someone to protect against this because of the work the rest of us did. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea. God bless. Keep a big hunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract 
is you take a hunk of that and pay forward for the next kid who comes along. But I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. Well, that was appropriate. I thought so. <laughs> nice segue. I down from Heat Street. When architect Jeffrey Roberts first came up with the idea for flying pigs on parade, the possibility that Donald Trump would clinch the presidency seemed like a when-pigs-fly situation. Unrealistic. The phrase has taken... Oh, thank you, Paul Shanklin, and anybody else during the commercial breaks? Paul Shanklin, who else? Uh, anybody? No. Nobody? Oh. I don't want to forget that. The phrase has taken a whole new meaning now that his plan to cover up Trump's name on his eponymous... I don't know what that means. Eponymous. I've never heard that word before. Eponymous Chicago Hotel with flying golden pigs is officially on the go. Roberts of architecture design firm New World Design Limited has been given the go-ahead to provide relief to the citizens of Chicago from the visual noise that is Trump's ostentatious monument to his ego. Man, these... Man, he really gets under their skin. And what better idea to block out the 20-foot-tall Trump sign than to tether four giant gold-colored tabooies on the Chicago River, of course. Trump caused controversy in 2014 when he put his big stamp on the city's skyline in the form of a giant sign emblazoned with his name in gold letters. Despite widespread opposition from city residents, the sign has remained in place. Even Mayor Rahm Emanuel couldn't do anything about it. Trump Tower is a private building. Finally, after months of very positive conversations with city officials, Roberts told Chicagoist Wednesday that his swine-shaped middle finger will be ready to take off sometime this summer, although some of the logistical details are still being hashed out. You're you're going to make balloons? Really? Have you ever heard of a firearm? Balloons burst, baby. 
Finally, Flying Pigs on Parade is Chicago River Folly, which will be deployed as a one-day art installation, is rich in symbolism. The pigs themselves are a reference to Animal Farm, George Orwell's allegorical novel about tyranny and authoritarianism. Oh, you mean like Obaminous? But also a cue to Trump's infamous Miss Piggy comments and to the gaudy style of his own golden, sconched penthouse interior. The flying pigs are modeled after the yellow pig floating atop London's Battersea Power Station on the cover of Pink Floyd's 1977 Animals album. The band's bassist, Roger Waters, even reached out to Roberts to give him his blessing to replicate the original design. Despite the work's clear political slant, the designers are, not, are keen not to be labeled as radicals or activists. Instead, they write on their blog that this folly should be seen as a gesture in support of those of more rational, optimistic, and inclusive minds. I don't want a president who's optimistic. And inclusive. I just want him to be a real person. How's that? As Roberts told the Chicagoist, is anybody alive in Chicago? What the hell? It just it, the streets are just running in blood over there. We're not highly political people, but with so many ridiculous actions taking place, we thought the strongest way to respond was with us using our designs. City people think they're smarter than us. It's amazing, isn't it? They have a mental disorder. They think they're smarter than us. And they're idiots. Literal idiots. Useful to collectivists. Left-wing liberal progressives. Left-wing liberal progressives. Social scabby fascist ladies bastard. All right. Um, if you say it too fast, you can't hear it. I just don't, I, I, I just, progs are so delusional. The swine are expected to alight sometime in late August or September, but no firm date has yet been fixed to the project. As the project needs funding, Roberts and his colleague, Eric Stenzel, set up a crowdfunding campaign to cover, help cover fabrication costs for the balloons, barge costs, security, and permit fees for the event. At the time of writing, the campaign had raised $25 of its $250,000 goal. If all goes as planned, Stenzel and Roberts intend to take the pigs on the road to Vegas. All right, really? You're going you're gonna to take it on the road to Vegas? I don't think they, I don't think they, they dislike Trump over in Vegas. I, I just... Seems like they're kind of people, but you know, you porcelain dolls keep keep thinking of the world as you envision it. All right, up down from USA Today, the number of refugees arriving in the United States has dropped sharply this year because <clears throat> of President Trump's threats to bar their entry, even though his order for a total 120-day ban has been blocked twice by federal courts. A U.S. Today analysis of government figures shows the U.S. accepted 2,070 refugees in March, the lowest monthly total since 2013, according to the State Department data. 
April ended with 3,316 refugees admitted, the second lowest total since 2013. The statements from his this administration Administration about refugees are shocking to me, said Kay Beller of the Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, which resettled 13,000 refugees in 26 states last year. Good, sue them. All you victims out there of, of refugee crime, sue them. The Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, you bet. Another religion I don't like because it's much, much like the Catholic religion, it's Completely corrupt. Mm, I don't know. It's a language I've never heard used with refugees who have always enjoyed bipartisan support because they're the best part of what the U.S. does. No, it isn't the best part of what the U.S. has done. The best part of what the U.S. does used to be manufacturing, creating things, inventing things. That's what we need to get back to. That's what America does. Uh professional people are doing that right. Refugees are special class migrants who seek asylum because war, persecution, or natural disasters have forced them to flee their home countries. Worldwide, there are more refugees than at any time since World War II as a result of so many regional conflicts, according to the United Nations, which never spins anything. Faced with the crisis, Caesar Baracus Obamanus Increase the number of refugees the U.S. accepts each year from 70,000 in fiscal year 2015 to 85,000 in 2016 and propose 110,000 in 2017. That compares to about 1 million Germany accepted in the past year. Trump, however, wants to lower that number to 50,000 because of concerns that terrorists might try to enter the U.S. posing as refugees. Trump's executive orders in January and March suspended the refugee program to improve the vetting procedures. A federal judge, Seattle, blocked Trump's original order, which included a 90-day ban on travelers from seven majority Muslim nations. A federal judge in Hawaii blocked Trump's second attempt to institute the travel ban just hours before it was set to go into effect on March the 15th. The administration is appealing those rulings that concluded the bans are unconstitutional. They are not. Well, well, they are. Wait. No, they're not. The Migration Clause clearly states after 1808 that the federal government can decide who the states cannot bring into the country, which original intent was, of course, slavery. But they have the right to say who they can't bring in. And that means he has the right to say uh-uh, to, to the refugees, uh-uh, to any immigration. There's no right to immigrate to this country, ladies and gentlemen. All these judges are doing are idiots. This is why I'm trying to explain to you the judicial system, the federal judiciary is completely unconstitutional in its behavior. The legal right, so anyway, he's wrong. Because they don't have the power over immigration. That was never given to them. They have the power to tell the states what's required to become a citizen. But the states decide who comes in. And since they haven't amended the Constitution, that's how it's supposed to work. And through the Migration Clause, the national government has the power to say you cannot bring refugees in 
or any immigrants if they so desire. A specific class. It was originally to keep slaves out, black slaves from Africa or anywhere else, uh, from being imported. That was its point. That was its reason for existing. But at least that does actually give the power to the national government to tell, say, no, you, we're not bringing in. And the courts have no right to tell them anything. The legal wrangling resulted in the refugee program being suspended for only seven days. But Trump's order to reduce the annual cap for admissions to 50000 remained in effect for nearly two months until blocked by the judge reviewing the revised ban in March. The State Department said in a statement that it adjusted the pace of refugee arrivals simply to respond to the lowered refugee cap. The U.S. has admitted more than 42,000 refugees in fiscal year 2017, which began October 1st during the Obamanus administration. That means fewer than 8,000 spots would be available in the five remaining months of the fiscal year. Still too many if Trump's ceiling is enforced. Among the refugees whose admission to the U.S. are on hold is school teacher Ahmed Najafi, 32, who has spent two years in Turkey after fleeing Iraq because he became a Christian. I'll say it again. There's nothing in the Constitution that grants a right to refugees being in our country. So how can a judge say it's unconstitutional for him to stop refugees from coming to our country? We've given the judiciary, or I should say, we've let the judiciary steal unbelievable power for themselves. It's all unconstitutional. Just clean house. Um, for me, the delay is particularly hard because of my conversion to Christianity, said Najafi. My family no longer speaks to me. I'm shunned by other refugees from Baghdad. And under Sharia law, people think that the right thing to do is kill me. Again, your country is not my problem. We have enough of our own. We don't need yours here. Islam is a problem. We don't want them here. Islam is evil, plain and simple, end of conversation. It is not the same God. I'll, you do not translate proper nouns when, you, when, you're, when they're in a different language. Allah is Allah in Arabic, and it's Allah in English. It is not God. The God of Abraham is the opposite of their so-called God. Right up from World Net Daily, the global alarming alarmists who want to shut down pipelines, cap wells, limit exploration, and make wind and solar the major sources of energy aren't doing humanity any good, according to a new assessment by a world-recognized think tank, says Joseph Farrer's 82 Bulletin. If the green crowd that is pursuing the 80% greenhouse gas emissions reduction envisioned by the negotiators of the Paris Climate Agreement succeed in their goals, he report, his he report concludes, Ugh. World gross domestic product would be approximately only 4% of what it would otherwise be in 2050, with each person living off just $1,200 per year instead of the $30,600 projected by economists absent carbon dioxide restrictions. Wow. 
The report comes from the Heartland Institute, which recently summarized the discussion of members of a panel at its 12th International Conference on Climate Change. International Conference on Climate Change. The panelists concluded, Fossil fuels have been the main driver of human prosperity and are responsible for decades of life to expectancy and increase gross domestic product and living standards. Oil is not a fossil fuel. There, it is no way. It, can it be? It's too deep in the, in the earth to have come from dinosaurs. Believe me, we think of dinosaurs' bones around here all the time. They're, they're, not, that, they're not that deep. And anyway, how do you turn that organic substance into an inorganic substance called oil? It, you can, nothing does that. Nothing. So, why do dry wells, when gone back two years later, why is there oil there again? If it was just, you know, there's no more dinosaurs, right? I mean, so how is the oil, there's no more fossils to fuel, so how come, where's the oil come from? Because the earth makes oil. Duh. I'm sorry, any scientist that buys the fossil fuel nonsense isn't worth talking to. Show me the show me the organic chem equation that turns organic flesh and bone into oil. Go. There is no such there is no such equation. Therefore, It's BS. The panelists were Indor Gokulani, an independent scientist, Craig Idso, chairman of the Center for the Study of Carbon Dioxide, and Roger Bezdek, president of the economic, energy, and environmental consulting firm MISA. I mean, MISI, sorry. They found that the use of abundant, affordable fossil fuels has led to people living longer, healthier lives. I, I just, why is this repeating itself, Susan? Uh-oh, double tap. Uh, let's go back to the heartland. Um, life expectancies have increased as, con- as concentrations of carbon dioxide have risen. Wrong. Carbon dioxide follows warming. It does not cause warming. And that's from the scientists that Gore supposedly got the information from the, from the deep core sample. He, I, there was a whole special. He pulled out the core, explained all about it. And, and then when they told him about what Gore said, he was like, what? No. He showed him the gravity. He's like, it's upside down. It's upside down. In other words, carbon dioxide followed global warming. It did not cause it. Oh, it's an inconvenient truth. Sorry. And again, oil is created by the planet for us to use. And since you can't eat it, here's an idea. Let's use it for machines. And let's stop using corn to fuel our cars. Let's eat it. Because everything eats corn, and that makes everything expensive. For example, life expectancy in China and India has grown by 27.5 and 27.6 years, respectively, since 1950. 
largely as a result of the increasing use of fossil fuels. Yeah, but they're saying that life expectancy is better because the concentrations of carbon dioxide have risen. Yeah, I know, but it's not the reason it rose. The way it's worded it, it seemed like it, it was because the population was increasing, and that's why carbon dioxide increased. Mm-hmm. No, they're saying the increase in carbon dioxide is a good thing. I'm telling you the way they wrote it. And maybe you should I've be listening. Maybe you should be listening. I was, was listening. No, now stop. They found that the use of abundant, affordable fossil fuels, it would be any fuel, has led to, would led to people living longer, healthier lives. Again, oh, sorry, just keeps double tapping. All right, let's give him a uh, all right, the increase in life expectancy was coupled with a precipitous decline in infant and child mortality rates. Also, the panelists found the use of fossil fuels has been accompanied by a dramatic plunge in poverty. Again, but it's not a fossil fuel. In 1820, 84% of the world's population was living in absolute poverty on less than a dollar per day. But today, fewer than 10% of the world's people do so, Heartland reported, Doc Laney found. Yeah, so uh, you turn my up into a down. I call him as I see him. All right, down from ABC Washington. Rape and sexual assault charges have been dropped against two young immigrants accused of raping a 14-year-old girl in a bathroom of a high school in Rockville, Maryland. Prosecutors say illegal aliens. None of these people are immigrants, people. I'm so tired of this. Well, some are rapey, which means they're on the fast track to citizenship. That's why he wants them here. Because right now, the the, um, south of the border, Spanish-speaking thing, uh, it isn't working out enough for them. So now, because we've slowed down their ability or made it impossible for them to become citizens... He decided to bring in refugees. Who Soros told Obama to bring in refugees? Because it only takes like three or four years and they become citizens. Mm-hmm. The report crime horrified local parents and became national news after the White House called it an example of why President Donald Trump is cracking down on illegal immigration. The defendants, Henry Sanchez Millian, 18, and Jose Montano, 17, each illegally entered the United States alone to join their families. Deportation proceedings against them are underway. The teens initially were charged with rape and sexual assault after an encounter with the girl at Rockville High School in March during school hours. But the evidence does not support rape charges, Montgomery County State Attorney Johnny McCarthy said Friday morning. We have concluded that the facts in this case do not support the original charges filed in this matter. He said at a news conference, due to the lack of corroboration and substantial inconsistencies from the facts that we have obtained from multiple sources since the filing of the original charging document, the original charges cannot be sustained and prosecution on those charges is untenable. Okay, this stinks to high holy heaven. This was prosecutorial discretion. They decided it was cheaper to deport them. That's why. Why why try them? Why take your your city's dollars, your your agency's dollars to, to do this? So they're just gonna be deported anyway. 
Yeah, but wait till you read what goes more on. They're still going to be teaching these creeps, these criminals. They're going to be learning school. What are you talking about? The school's going to be teaching them still. They're still going to be here. Oh, well, I didn't say they were, go- they were gone. They said the procedure is underway. They are going through the process of deportation. Well, then why aren't they in jail awaiting? They don't do that. Because it's a screwed up system, and the judges in that system are even worse than the judges in the regular system. This is a complete disgrace. Yeah, no kidding. And most of the judges on there are either women and or of minority status, uh, and or are minority status, black or more so Hispanic. A lot of Hispanic judges in the immigration courts. Why is that? No possible bias going on here. Their whole job is to try and not deport people. They, well, you're going to have, you're going to read it on because um, I was just, when I saw this, I was completely shocked. They're, gonna, they're blaming the girl. <laughs> well, I will tell you, there's been a lot of unfounded sexual assault rape charges all across the country in colleges. This completely. is a high school. Right. These is the next generation coming up, Susan. After that generation. Get it? I'm sure she wanted to have consensual sex with two men at 14 years old. I don't know that she had sex yet. They said that there's too many inconsistencies. How could there be inconsistency? Was it a rape kit done? McCarthy said the investigation was extensive and included multiple interviews and reviews of phone and computer records, school surveillance video, and medical records. Montana now faces... Possession and distribution of pornography charges. Sanchez Millian also faces possession of pornography charges. The pornography charges are related to lewd photographs the girls sent to Montano, who then forwarded them to Sanchez Millian. Montano's lawyer, Maria Mena, <laughs> another freaking spick, called the pornography. There's no reason they call them spicks. Why? Well, I was called a spick. Yeah. Did you like it? I could care less. Called the pornography charges unfair. She argued that the girl should be charged for creating the pornography. Under Maryland law, statutory rape laws apply when the older person is a full four years older than the younger person. How sick is that? Rape is rape. It doesn't matter how old you are. That's statutory rape. That means even with consent, it's rape. Understand? No, I'm glad you explained it. I didn't understand. I thought the world knew that. No, they don't. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. should be common knowledge. Okay, before you go on. Oh, she wants to go to another break. She's hungry. She wants to make money. Okay. We're going to go short breaks on Quap Radio Show. You stay tuned. Cause We'll be right back. <laughs> This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. Let us never forget that police lives matter. Opening a registered nurse's eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. It is also available at CircleBPublications.com in EPUB format, which should cover most of you for seven ninety nine. 
This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, available in ebook format at Amazon.com and CircleBPublications.com. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, that's 800-917-2194.
show, our half of two. Well, you know, and I want you to explain, even though I did uh, just pay, uh, play our paid commercials. I feel like Lurch. For when we have our uh, shows um, rebroadcast. Could you tell them how we get paid from them? And also because I'm going to do it again. Where's the spiel? No, I'm, you don't have to do the spiel now. Just tell them how to, to help us get paid for our commercials. Oh. Yeah. All right. Uh, for those new that don't know, there are there are commercial commercials as long as our, as well as our parodies that we play, and that's because well we need money, and it, it, we don't get paid to air them. So if you hear something you're interested in look looking into on the commercials on the show, please jot it down the phone number in the commercial. That's the only way we get paid by you calling the number. When you call the number, we get paid. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's no, you don't have to buy anything. It's not required. This is just leads. We send them a lead, we get paid. Okay? So, if you are interested in it, write down the number in the ad, please. All right, the girl reported to police that the two boys approached her in a school hallway and asked her to walk with them, police initially said. Montano asked her for sex, and after she refused, he and Sanchez Millian forced her into a boy's bathroom where they took turns raping and sodomizing her as she cried out in pain and asked them to stop police it. Defense attorneys later said text messages between the girl and Montano showed the two spoke about having sex at school the following day. A judge ruled that was not an agreement. However, that would have bound her to have sex with two partners. Prosecutors said texts between Montano and Sanchez Millian showed they planned to attack the girl. The superintendent of Montgomery County Public Schools, Dr. Jack Smith, said the district is still cooperating with police and prosecutors. First and foremost, our thoughts and prayers continue to be with the Rockville High School community, particularly the female student who has been at the center of this. I know that the staff and students remain focused on healing as a community and ending this school year Rockville strong, Smith said in a statement. No matter the outcome of the case, Montano and Sanchez Billion will not return to the high school, Smith said. We need to provide them an education, but it will not be in a school building. It will not be during a regular school day. It will not be a typical school experience. Why do we need to provide illegal aliens? Because court said so. Federal deportation proceedings against them have already begun. The school received threats of bombings and shootings after the alleged attack. One caller threatened to shoot illegals at the school, police said. Sanchez Millian's father was taken into U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement custody after it was discovered he was living in the U.S. illegally, officials said. Montgomery Public School Records shows 27 reports of high school sexual assaults or sexual incidents requiring police response in the previous school year, the News 4 I-Team reported including at least one incident at Rockville High School. 27. Exactly. I haven't even heard. When I went to school, there wasn't even one. And you know why this is? Because of the freaking stupid, crappy, brown, illegal aliens. In 2014-2015, 
The school district reported 14 sex-related incidents requiring police response at county high schools. In April 2014, MCPS told the I-Team it installed mirrors and cameras to reduce blind spots in some hallways of another school in Rockville after a consensual sex encounter wasn't noticed by staff or administrators. Oh, come on. I reported here that they having sex under the desk in schools. I mean, <laughs> under the desk in school during class, they're having sex. And they're worried about, uh, I don't know, hallways having spots you can't see. It does. You can't see them having sex under the desk. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, but during the break, you said exactly what I was thinking. That regardless if she said yes in the beginning, if she says no, it's no. She can say no during, it's no. Right, because then that still constitutes rape. There's something we don't know. They're never going to tell us. But they're still investigating. That's what they said. So maybe keep an eye out for And it. you notice the dates? All oh, when Barack Obama and his wonderful, the children need to come here from the proud countries. Are you freaking kidding me, parents? Really? Really? This is disgusting. This is the disgusting you don't understand. show. This is what they call disgusting. Painting every refugee just because a few, a few, it's way too common. And it's got to stop. And the way to stop it is to stop them coming here and get rid of the ones that are here. Simple. Yes, you can deport... 40 million people, not even 11. 40 million! You could do that over 20 years. Once you seal the border and stop them from coming in. Once that happens, it's just a game of attrition. Oh, tell them what you found out about little Ryan's bill. Supposedly, and I I don't know because I can't read the damn bill. Supposedly, Ryan's budget has in the bill that blocks funding for the border wall even from the president freeing up money someplace else to pay for it now that's what the article claimed i haven't read it i don't know how they can claim anything but did they read it it better not (laughs) because if it really does it's time to get rid of ryan as speaker of the house he he's he's done He's over. He's done. He's done in. All right. Okay. The war in Christianity. From worse, what? worse than ever, ever before in our lifetime. In our lifetime, right now, yeah. there is a war on Christianity. Yep. Uh, all, and the, it's coming from the Vatican too, Brian. I know. Pope High. He's not a real pope. He's the anti-pope. From Fox News, there's a new commandment for Catholics. Thou shalt not eat tagalongs. What? I know. The, the the names of these cookies. I was like, when the hell did this happen? Where's the thin mints? Yeah, we haven't read that far, Susan. <laughs> You're doing it again. Uh, stick with the show. Don't, don't read ahead. The Archdiocese of Kansas City recently announced they are severing ties with the Girl Scouts. And that means no more Girl Scout cookies. That's not the most favorite cookies, tagalongs. Samoans. Everybody wants the Samoans. Anyway, 
say goodbye to Thin Mints, and Thin Mints are pretty good too. And Dosey Dos, they weren't around when I ate these, when I bought these things. The Archdiocese says Girl Scouts is no longer a compatible partner when it comes to issues like virtue and values. The WAPO reports that Catholics fear the Girl Scouts program and materials are reflective of many of the troubling trends in our secular culture, and that the organization is no longer a compatible partner in helping us form young women with the virtues and values of the gospel. The Archdiocese said some of the material used in the past has been offensive, disturbing, and age-inappropriate. Margaret Sanger, Betty Frieden, and Gloria Steinem are frequently held up in materials as role models for young scouts. Archbishop Joseph F. Newman Norman, wrote in a statement, These, as well as many other role models in the GSUSA's new manuals and web content not only do not reflect our Catholic worldview, but stand in stark opposition to what we believe. So the Archdiocese is dumping the Girl Scouts and their cookies in favor of American Heritage Girls, a pro-life, Christian-based scouting program. Yes, I highly recommend it. Ameri- there's also one for boys. I think they're called Trailblazers. But, you know, they're the, they're the brother of the American Heritage Girls. Look that up if, you're, if you have boys, because the Boy Scouts are not worth a crap either. American Heritage Girls has earned widespread acclaim for being a scouting organization that actually teaches girls about God and country without shoving a radical feminist agenda on the little girls. American Heritage Girls has more than 47,000 members and is growing rapidly, even though they don't sell thin mints or tagalongs. And as long as the Girl Scouts forces their liberal agenda on impressionable children, I have no doubt that more churches and more families are going to toss their cookies. Well, that can have more um, more than one meaning there. Again from Fox News, the vast grove of museums stretching from U.S. Capitol across the fringes of the National Mall is about to get new addition, albeit a decidedly less secular one, the Museum of the Bible. Just three blocks south of the Capitol, the privately funded museum is set to open this November. Though it may seem out of place next to the well-known museums on American history, air and space, and more, those behind the project describe it as a future attraction that will draw in range of visitors through a blend of historical and religious artifacts and interactive exhibits. The goal is to show and to educate people about the many ways that the Bible has impacted America, not just our history, but in terms of civil rights and social justice to fashion. Steve Bickley, vice president of marketing for the museum, told Fox News during an hour tour of the museum in the making. From presidential inaugural ceremonies to bedside tables in hotels across the country, the Bible has indeed been a fixture in American life. Bigley says the 430,000-square-foot facility aims to offer an immersive experience to people from all faiths or no faith and those who have never even picked up a Bible. The $500 million eight-story museum is financed entirely by private funds. Say that again. 
The force behind. No, no. Why? Are we, I, I, that was saying it again. Now be quiet. Why are we paying for all these other museums, especially the Smithsonian? This. So you could put busts of Margaret Sanger up? They're not privately owned. You do know the Washington Monument was done a long, long time ago. Uh, monuments, they, this is where they can put up monuments. In the District of Columbia. That's I, it. I was talking about a museum, the Smithsonian. Same thing. <laughs> Needful buildings. There you go. We're done. So they can do that and it's on, legally? And it's in D.C. D.C. is theirs. People aren't supposed to be living like living there. It was never intended. It's supposed to be just the government. Well, Deb and I always bring up on the women of the revolution, especially we just uh, highlighted George Mason. He was neighbors with George Washington. And George Washington donated. You couldn't have, you couldn't have done Mason. He's a man. We highlighted him. That's what I said. No, his wife. Well, yeah, but we highlighted that we did them both together. No, but that's, no. The whole point is you're coming, it's about women of the revolution. Right, but she died very young and there wasn't much on her. Well, then find another woman. No, because I wanted to, to tell everybody. Okay, but then, you, then you're, you're going away from your your. Oh, no, no, no. We pick a woman and we do everything around her, including a timeline. Right, but you just said you you didn't highlight her. You highlighted him. Highlighted him. Both of them. No, he's got to be secondary. He was incendiary. secondary. He was, but the point he was incendiary. But the point of this whole exercise was to actually tell people when you know there was a there's a reason why everybody calls this place a swamp. George Washington. Well, donated, it really was a swamp. Well, he donated it because he could. It was unusable land. It wasn't his land. Part of it was. Yes, Part it was. Of it was. It was deemed unusable land. It was three states that gave the land to the national government. And yes, it was the worst possible land they could find. Exactly. What do you want me to say about that now? Hence the swamp. <laughs> no, it really was a swamp. I <laughs> We've actually reported that and, they think and, they're sinking again. And we shouldn't have drained it. and They wouldn't want to be there every day. I don't see the drain the swamp thing. I, no, put the swamp back. Get rid of the, Get rid of the sink people. the government. <laughs> Get rid of the people. It's turned into France's Versailles. No. It's just a central location of power and that has been building for hundreds of years, towards over a hundred Towards the end goal that they thought they were going to get till you got till we elected Trump. Now with President Trump, everything's screwed up, and they're figuring in timeline, and that's why everything seems so horrible. And people are freaking out because of what the progressives are doing. I got to tell you, the best thing to do is tune out of the lame street media. It's just not worth your time and aggravation. It's not. They're either not telling or they're spinning. So what the hell you want to watch them for anyway? Well, right now, the progs are flying golden pigs. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, you'll be happier if you just get your information off the internet. The $500 million eight-story museum is financed entirely by private funds. The force behind the design is the architectural firm Smith Group. While Clark Construction has overseen the production since its groundbreaking in 2015, 
Both were involved in the construction of the National Museum of African American History and Culture. African American History and Culture, really? The popular site near the Washington Monument. The museum's five central exhibit floors will house 40,000 biblical and religious artifacts from around the world, including portions of the Dead Sea Scrolls, Bibles once belonging to Babe Ruth and Elvis Presley, and the Lunar Bible, the first Bible to travel in space. I didn't even know there was a Lunar Bible, did you? You had to know Christian would bring, uh, would bring it into space. And then what, how many? You're, you're strapping your backside to a tin can, launching yourself into a void. You bet I'm bringing my Bible. And then how many years after he brought the Bible into space did uh, Obama set NASA out to find out about Muslims? No, not to find out. To tell the world all the wonderful achievements of Islam that they made for the rest of the world. And not and you haven't heard the report because you don't, because there's no report because there's no such thing. They've never, ever advanced society. As a matter of fact, all they have done is destroy civilizations. Oh, and everything that has to do with it, they're destroying. When I say destroying civilization, that's what I mean. Well, because they they have reports like if you look if you listen and you watch, of them destroying. All kinds of temples, all kinds of museums. Oh, they stopped. Oh, you haven't heard nothing about it in uh, over a year now, and like they were going to listen in Egypt, they wanted to tear. They wanted to destroy the pyramids. Muslims wanted to destroy the pyramids, uh, but I guess the Egyptian military had another idea. No. Everywhere else, yes. Giant carvings in a Buddha and, and, and other things that were actually carved in the mountains. They completely destroyed and decimated. Everything that relates to the civilization that they just conquered, conquered gets destroyed. Everything. No questions asked. The Great Library of Alexandria... Guess, here's the story you don't know. You know, oh, fire started, burned the ground, lost all that stuff. It was a terrible tragedy. Uh, yeah, I know. They taught me that claptrap in, uh, in the 70s. Uh, it, 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 it did burn down, but it was burnt down on purpose by Muslims. Muslims invaded and burnt it to the ground. The only book anybody's supposed to have and read is the Quran. That's it. It's the to, Islam says that's the only book you need. It's the only knowledge you need, and so therefore they are stuck in seventh century A.D. Seventh century A.D. That's what we're dealing with. What am I doing now? <laughs> All right, where are we going? Uh, the first exhibit to arrive at the museum. A 3,200-pound full-scale replica of the original Liberty Bell, gifted to the museum by Dr. Peter Lilbach, founder of the Providence Forum. Because of its size, the replica had to be lowered into the building, which is still undergoing construction. But it is Steve Green, the museum founder and president of Hobby Lobby. Remember Hobby Lobby? Got in all kinds of trouble with the homo LGBT community. Hobby Lobby, and his father, David, who have contributed the bulk of the items. Over the last five years, the Green Collection 
has grown into the world's largest private collection of biblical texts and artifacts. The Greens gained national recognition in 2012 when they mounted a legal challenge to the contraceptive mandate included in Obamacare. In 2014, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of Hobby Lobby and the Green family in a landmark victory for religious freedom advocates. To critics who believe the museum will only represent the Bible from a Christian perspective, Bickley poses a question. Why would the Israel Antiquities Authority be partners in a project which only promotes Christianity? Well, the Christian Bible originally has all the New Testaments, uh, so that that's still sticking to the Bible. He asked in a reference to a multi-year agreement the museum signed with the authority to fill gallery space and with objects contained in Israel's national treasuries. One of the more interesting offerings is a digital guide with which visitors will be able to design their own tours on a tablet device and take a virtual tour of the locations in Washington, D.C., where biblical passages can be found. I can't believe they're allowing this to happen. They have no, they have no control over it. It's private. There is an emphasis on making the site more than just a building. In May 2011, of course, we do have to worry about them painting a giant target on their backs for Islam. That and also vandalization. From Islam. Well, from atheists. <laughs> Most, Satan, mostly. And Satan worships, yeah. worshipers. No, Satan worships nowhere near as bad as Islam. That's just actually Satan worshippers are a joke. It's a dumb cult. It's just stupid. It's just a big game, and it's it's just it's just doofus. Islam is not a game. Well, where was I? Um, in May 2011, the Museum of the Bible launched its first traveling exhibit. Spelled wrong. A collection of about 400 items has made stops in Colorado Springs and the greater Los Angeles area, as well as the Vatican and in Cuba. Another arm of the museum is the Scholars Initiative, which pairs together young scholars with more established analysts to work on artifacts in the museum collection. Currently, more than 60 universities around the world are participating in the Scholars Initiative. And others are in the process of joining. Well, that's that's somewhat positive. Somewhat for for the end times, it's a positive development. Same with the Girl Scout. Question: How long will it last? Same with the Girl Scout thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually surprised that. I'm really thrilled that the Heritage Girls are getting are gaining momentum. Well. The, the scouts have turned all LGBT friendly and, and open and embracing and all that kind of crap. Uh, the, and the nonsense they teach them is they teach them progressivism. That's not what they used to do. The Heritage Girls are doing what they used to do. It was about God and country. Yeah, I was involved with them for a while. God and country. Not atheism and homosexuality. Uh-oh. Yeah, we had a chapter here. 
We did? Oh, we did. I want to talk about that. I got to go to breaks and crop the radio show. Stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to redstatetalkradio.com. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Welcome to the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists, we see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeated. Defeated. Let me just say... Uh, Defeated. I am officially running for president of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. 
There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She said plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, Your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yeah, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Radio show, hour three. Three. It's the last hour. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> From World Dead Daily. Help may be coming for Christians in Pakistan who have been under threat from the nation's blasphemy laws in which. A mere accusation can bring about summary execution by street mobs enforcing their interpretation of the Quran. The penalty under Pakistani law for insulting Islam is death. But mobs have been imposing the penalty without waiting for the judicial process to finish. Oh, how unlike Islam. That has opened the door for Muslims with a personal grudge against someone, often a Christian from the 1% minority to make false accusation and let the mobs loose. But now there's a move among senior government officials to halt the abuse of the system. It comes as part of the backlash over the mob killing just weeks ago of Mashal Khan, a student at Abdul Wali Khan University, who had faced trumped-up charges of blasphemy, according to a report from Morning News Morning Star News. While police later confirmed Khan had not committed blasphemy and the university administration had plotted the mob violence against its own student for publicly criticizing the institution, the vicious attack prompted shock and horror. The brutal lynching, which went viral in social media and received extensive coverage in national media, set a wave of shock and panic through all sectors of society. Once again, brought into the spotlight the controversial laws 
that since 1980 have claimed the lives of more than 65 persons, including Christians, in extrajudicial killings and mob violence, Morningstar reported, Islam is evil. I'll say it, and I'll say it, and I'll say it again. I studied it. I knew it was evil when I studied it decades ago. It's the same religion. Has it changed a bit? And it never will. I studied their history. I know how they behave. I know their tactics. It works every time. And it just, it needs suckers like the PC patrol in this country to make it work. Expressing alarm were Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif and others, including the nation's Supreme Court, which ordered an investigation. Just days later, three women shot and killed a man in the Pashroor area after accusing him of having committed blasphemy 13 years ago. Lawyer Safu Maluk said those guilty of mob violence against blasphemy case defendants need to be taken to court themselves. The state must set an example for all those who think they can take the law into their own hands and kill anyone in the name of the Prophet or Islam, he told Morningstar. Maluk represents Asiya Noreen, also known as Asiya Bibi, who has been on death row for nearly eight years in one of the longest-running blasphemy cases ever in Pakistan. The American Center for Law and Justice has been defended which has defended Bibi, noted just last week that the chef, the chef, the chief justice in Pakistan refused a request for an early hearing in her case. The Christian woman was accused of blasphemy during an argument with Muslim co-workers over drinking glass. In the U.S., Senators Rand Paul, Republican Kentucky, and Chris Coons, Democrat Delaware, have authored a resolution calling on Pakistan to set her free. Paul said at the time, it's time for Pakistan to immediately release a CFBB and put a stop to the persecution of Christians and other religious minorities. Morningstar reported Pakistan's National Assembly two weeks ago approved the resolution calling for the law to be amended to add safeguards against any abuse of the procedure. Hey, tell Trump about this. He'll fix it. You want to see her release? Tell Trump about it. Well, he just got the person released from Iran that the Obama administration had been going, please, please, please give him back, please, for years, three years at least. Trump got in, one phone call, bada bing, bada boom. Not only did he free the one hostage, they freed two more just to say, just say, don't be mad at us, Donald Trump. Please don't be mad at us, President Donald Trump. I like having a president that people are afraid of again. This House unanimously condemns the barbaric and cold-blooded murder of Mashal Khan and resolves to ensure that strong safeguards are inserted into the blasphemy law to prevent its abuse through such atrocities in the future. The resolution says, The House condemns all those who would take the law into their own hands and engage in vigilantism, resulting in loss of innocent human lives. Doesn't it sound like... Uh, was that the English version? Can I get the Arabic version? Because something tells me that I'd say the same thing to their people. Because they encourage crap like this, not discourage it. 
Morningstar reported that at the same time, the Senate called for amending the statutes to provide punishments for those who concoct blasphemy accusations against others. Only the state can rein in such religiously motivated violence. Uh, Lawyer Riaz Anjim told Morningstar, Stop saying Morningstar. By the way, Morningstar is Islamic. It's the star with the crescent. That's why it's called Morningstar is Islamic. These back-to-back incidents should be an eye-opener for our political leaders that no one is safe from these laws. And it's about time that the state moves to set things right. This could be pure propaganda. I have no idea. When it's an Islamic country, you have to assume everything is a lie. It's like, it was like having the Muslim community organizer-in-chief in in the White House. Whatever he said, he meant the opposite. You'd be right 99% of the time. Because I was. Pakistan People's Party, Senator Fahatullah Baba, said it's clear the law needs to be fixed. The barbaric killing of Marshal, Marshal Khan, the torturing and burning alive of the Christian couple in Kat Radha Kishan, and other such violent actions, should make us think about concrete measures to prevent the misuse of blasphemy law. He told Morningstar, we need to revisit the law. This is Islam. It's never going to get better. It just gets worse. There is, however, a deep divide in Pakistan over blasphemy punishments, and it appears to be getting deeper. World Net Daily reported only weeks ago a worldwide Christian ministry that operates in dozens of Muslim-dominated countries warned a new effort was underway to enforce blasphemy laws around the globe. Of concern to Muslim countries are online postings. The aim is not simply to remove anything posted on the internet deemed offensive to Islam, but to find out who posted it and prosecute them, says the non-profit charity Barnabas Fund. You mean, you mean like in the vampire Barnabas? What the heck? Which assists persecuted Christians globally. Okay, the only I must be a different Barnabas. St. Barnabas of the, of Maybe, whatever. Probably St. Barnabas. St. Yeah. Barnabas of the Christians, <laughs> global Christians. Yeah, because it's not going to be the vampire with the Christians. The only reason that I even put this up, or we're even talking about it, is because unfortunately Pakistan is one of our allies. Yes, they are. Allies, though. I know. Allies. But they still are. What did I do? I don't know. You looking for my drink? It's <laughs> yeah. not here. No. What? Did I give it to you? No. It's not here. <laughs> okay. I got to go back then. But anyway, I wanted to bring that up. That's the only reason that we're involved in this stuff. And not only that, Brian, um, it's a new era with Trump. These Christians have to stop being persecuted, number one. Number two, I don't even know why Christians live over there. Trump has a lot to catch up on. I know. Right now, he's trying to get his agenda going while fielding other things and being fluid and adjusting and adjusting and adjusting. He was left an awesome, awesome, complete pile of poo. How cute. It's poo, like Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) It is. I 
just keep looking at it like he's trying to claw up and it's mushy and he can't get through. And then Ryan pops his head out every once in a while. I mean, it's like, like a stupid gopher. You have a very disturbing mind. <laughs> he has too much on his plate. Yes, he does. But he knew that going in. But he, but he even he didn't know. He didn't oh, know no. how bad it was going. No, he did not. No, he did not. Because it's that bad. You just there was just no no. He got into what you got to be kidding. <laughs> That's me. what you'd be saying, right? That, I would tell. I would just sit there and I would tell immigration. I don't give a crap what that judge said. I said immigration's halted until I say otherwise. All of it. Nah, no. Now you can't. Game. It's obviously a Vince Muslim. Nope, everybody. Nobody immigrates until we fix this. Nobody. That's what he needs to do. None shall pass. Because then the courts have no standing about, oh, you're discriminating against this one or that one just because they're Muslim. No, nobody's immigrating here until I figure this out. Yeah, because he doesn't have to listen to the And if a judge dares try and go against that, which they have no legal footing on at all, I would I would explain to the agency in charge of following out my orders that they work for me, not the judiciary. And you'll do what I tell you to do, and I'll take the consequences, let them impeach me. But you do what you're told, or I'll fire your backside. Just right of Genghis Khan, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I is what I is. I am what I am. But that's a good way of getting around all this, Brian. Just halt everything. Stop I, I don't it all. understand why he hasn't already done it. It would have been my first chess move, Mister Mister. I play four D chess, and it's three dimensional chess, not four dimensional. And if anybody out there of our listeners, please play this forward, pay it forward. Try to get to him and say, just stop it all. Just say nothing. Just end it, because we have enough people here anyway, and we don't need poor immigrants pouring in here, both legally and illegally. The whole system has to stop. It was set up to destroy us. It wasn't set up to help America. It was set up to destroy America. And you can directly thank that piece of crap Senator Edward Kennedy. Murdering, drunk commie piece of crap he's in a special hell just for him all progs are tommy the commie's there with him yeah, yeah. well no i actually what i envision the hell i know tommy the commie <laughs> woodrow wilson ladies and gentlemen say, i have a sick mind i have vision him being drowned constantly drowned and then revived and drowned and then revived and drowned because that's how he killed that woman that would be a good hell. Um, you really need to stop thinking about these things. Because <laughs> that definitely falls under judgment. And do not, lest ye be judged by your own standards. <laughs> do you want to play this song that we got from these? We were supposed books? to. What are we waiting for? I was waiting for you. Uh-uh. I don't have any control over the board. Okay. All right. Do you want me to do the introduction or yes. just play it? Yes, read the, the, the presser. Okay. So the title of this song is Give a Little Something by the band Mark K. 
Education and the Little Hussies. Okay, I picked this out of the whole album they sent me. This and is my I- favorite song on the album, and it's only a teaser. You don't get to hear the whole thing. And the album, their newest album, is Sugar Baby. And then after that, I'll tell them about well, the that's other what albums. Well, that's what that song is on. On Sugar Baby. Correct. They have four or five albums. Four albums. And I also have where you can find them. And each link that they gave us was really, really long. Okay, we're going to put the links for this up on, on the, the blog. blog. <laughs> Just like we always have the links for the show. We'll put it up there so that you can go there and you can go, you can go find out where they are, where... Come on, they're they're touring. They they got a new, this new album just came out. Uh, there's a lot going on. If you want to get it, you know, you want to get in on it now. Now's the time before they get too big and too, and then they forget about the little people. You know. I'm gonna push the button now. I I will say, it's an eclectic album. It's like every song is a totally is different, totally genre. different genre. Yeah. And so there's a lot on the album, and in most of it's a form of pop. I hate pop music in general. I'm just not a pop music guy, but by definition, it's the most popular music. So uh, so that's a good thing that I have a problem with it, because that means people are going to love it, because it's it's pop, and they like pop. Right? I guess. <laughs> this is the least pop one on the album. Honest. All right, give it a go. Give a little something, baby Susan? That was Mark Kaysen and the Little Hussies. I actually like the Little Hussies. From the album Sugar Baby. I actually like that, the Little Hussies. I did too. <laughs> I did too. So the other albums include A Velvet Hour, Cashology, and Bed of Light. 
And I will put the links up because you can find them on Facebook, YouTube, MySpace, Twitter, and yeah, like, but the, forget oh, their Twitter link. It doesn't exist. It takes it MySpace by accident. Oh, really? Yeah, and the email. I've tried it. It's 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 weird. It's spelled out the correct URL, but the link it links to is MySpace instead of. Well, next time you contact them, you need to tell them. <laughs> but you can just do a search on Facebook. Yeah. If you're on Facebook, you know how to do this. Come on. All right, so you're sitting around imbibing on your favorite beverage and your favorite comfort chair listening to a recording of the Uncooperative Radio Show, and you ask yourself, how can I listen to them live? How can I torture myself? I want to I be live. I want to be tortured. I want, I, want to see what happen, I want to see what happens when everything falls apart. I want to be live. Uh, well, okay. You can download, listen to... All our shows, including live at uncooperativeradio.com. Uncooperativeradio.com. We can also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Blueberry, Yabba Dabba Doo, and, we're up, and LinkedIn. And, uh, it, there's a bunch. If you're on something, just do a search for Uncooperative Radio to see if we're there. Um, okay, we have a Facebook page. It's still alive by, by the people, the listeners on it. I can't, I don't get the news feed because Facebook is an ass. So just do a search for Uncooperative Radio on Facebook. And if you want to join that, that group of people. And if you want my, my regular one, it's Brian Bonner nine zeros, my regular Facebook account, my personal. Uh, there is a Uncooperative Radio Twitter account, which I've been neglecting again because it's just, it's an odd I have to do an odd thing to, to interact with all these. I'm on like six things at once all day long. It, it just, it just gets, it just gets too much. So just to a search for cooperative radio on Twitter and you'll find us and we're there. And please, if you're a Twitter person, go join the Twitter account because Twitter sucks. And the more people that are over there, the better chance I have of being left alone. And the new platforms too, while you're doing this. Yes. Um, my personal Twitter account, if you want that one, it's at Brian Bonner. Okay, now, now I'll never get more than 8,000 followers at Twitter, just so you know. Because every time I do... They throttle you. No, they they just they just dump hundred or more, hundreds sometimes, of my followers. They just boot them up, they, they just disappear one day, gone. No, I know what you're thinking, how radical your politics are. you got to be kidding. Every time it happens, it's en masse in the same day. It's not going to happen. It's I don't believe in coincidences. And it's not a coincidence. It keeps happening over and over again. Every time I get in the 8,000s, I end up back in the 7,000s. Every time. It's just back and forth, back and forth. Which is why we're, although we have a presence on Twitter and a presence on Facebook, we have moved our focus to free speech alternative. If you want to know what I'm talking about, you could do, uh, you just put www.votable.com. That replaces your Facebook and you can, fa you can still send it from there to your Facebook when you post on Votable and Twitter. Now, if you want a Twitter replacement, that's Gab, G-A-B, 
gab.ai gab.ai www.gab.ai okay and that's the twitter replacement and i'm on, i'm on both of those but i'm also still sending you stuff on twitter and facebook but sometimes i miss like the show pages because it's just it's just a lot okay i'm sorry with that said, we are also rebroadcast at redstatetalkradio.com. We've been on redstatetalkradio.com six years now. We've been on, I've been doing internet, live internet talk radio for ten over 10 years, going 11 now, this July. But I'm really happy with my partnership with Red State Talk Radio people over there i like i like the people over there i like the people that run it i like the people that own it if you will and that that means a lot to me anyway so redstatetalkradio.com not red state radio redstatetalkradio.com it is not affiliated with redstate.com which is a blog and they have their own radio station so through them Oh, wait, when can you hear us on... Ah, sorry, forgot. RedStateTalkRadio.com 24-7. Grassroots streaming internet talk radio. Two studios. So basically you have two radio stations of conservative talk to choose between. There's no reason to go anywhere else. Just go to RedStateTalkRadio.com and live there. We're on... 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday nights. Yeah, I, I chose I chose Saturday and Sunday, uh, and I chose only two days. I could have any time slot. I could have had any time slot I wanted. I don't mind. I like playing cleanup. I always batted cleanup in baseball because I always hit a home run. Oh, I mean, always. It was amazing. It was a it was a time in my life when I it was magical. Anyway, through RedStateTalkRadio.com, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, and the Roku, and I'm sure more. And then, of course, if you tell Alexa, turn on Red State Talk Radio, she will. There are two cha- there's two, remember, there's two, there's two channels, the Encore and the Prime. We're on the Encore channel, just so you know. There are also listener lines over there. You can listen for free. There's no charge on our end. Whatever charge your telephony is on your end is your business. But I don't know anyone that does an unlimited. Who does? Who doesn't in the United States unlimited long distance? Anyway, uh, so you can find them, the numbers, in the right sidebar underneath the players for the two stations. And you can't talk. You can just listen. And while you're there, check out the Red State Talk Radio newsletter. It's good stuff. It's not by the host. It's by other people that you'll recognize from around the internet. I find it. I I, I, I like it. I really do. I, I read it every. I read every one. Um, so while you're there, just it's free. Just sign up. If you don't like it, just unsub, and we won't know. We don't track that kind of stuff. So no harm, no foul. All right, back to the back to back to the Pakistani. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> blah 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 blah. Pakistan, 
Pakistan Interior Minister Chaudhry Nasir Ali Khan has already said he wants to extradite anyone overseas accused of Islamic blasphemy, the group said. In fact, the Pakistan government is asking internet providers to tell them the names of people posting such material. Reuters reported Khan has boasted that his nation is getting cooperation from Facebook to have such material on social media removed or blocked, and that anyone posting such material be punished. Khan said Facebook and other service providers should share all information about the people behind this blasphemous content with us. Okay, again, Facebook is getting sued. Twitter is getting sued. He didn't, they didn't say anything about suing them. No, I know they didn't. But they're, they're going after people that are going after Islam. And they want cooperation from Facebook, who was giving cooperation to ISIS. This is right. beyond disgusting. Again, this is a disgusting show. Unfortunately for them, Jeff Sessions gets wind of this, and it's going to be a big deal. Why? Because he's going to bring their backsides in, and he's going to prosecute them. That's why. But it's a private company. What is he going to prosecute them with? It, you, you, you're telling Muslims who's blaspheming against Islam so that they can be brought to justice or Islam. Well, it will be death. That's what it is. But the point is, <laughs> that's what's going on. So you're committing a criminal act by putting somebody else's... If you intentionally give information to somebody else that says they're going to kill the person that made the comments, then yeah, you are actually a co-conspirator. See, that's what I needed you to explain. Explain, Lucy. Because this is really, it's a complicated issue and people do not realize how how much we're at war. We are at war with everything, including our own government. We're at war right now. Well, that was just a, a civilian um, discussion. We could twist this into what I think should happen to these people that that are giving up people that are going to be killed. To Islam, which is our enemy, which is aiding and abetting the enemy, which is a treasonous effect. Oh, Treason. I can sign them. I can. I can try them for treason. Treason. And it is treason. I would love to have one person put up on treason because, to tell you the truth, I think Hillary Clinton is uh, is guilty of treason. The ministry pointed out that someone accused. Uh, what did you say? Hillary. Clinton, the Clintons committed numerous acts of treason. That's neither here nor there. The British report out that someone accused under Pakistan's blasphemy laws might not be extradited from a Western democracy. But if he travels to any Islamic nation, he could be arrested and sent to Pakistan. This also, of course, but why are you traveling abroad at all? Unless you're a super billionaire like Trump and you're doing business all over the world. Why? What? Because you need the... You need the best security in the world to stop them from coming and doing this to you. <sighs> this also, of course, potentially impacts anyone who writes online about the persecution of Christians in the Islamic world. At the very least, it is likely that internet companies such as Facebook and Twitter will set their IT systems to remove anything that constitutes Islamic blasphemy. 
wow, you must be removing all of my stuff because I Islam is evil is in all of it. This means material about persecution of Christians in the Islamic world could also be removed despite having been published in the West. Even something on a church Facebook page could be removed, Barnabas Fun said. Get off of Facebook and Twitter and go to Votable and Gab. Votable and Gab. Okay, if they're still requiring you to have an invitation, contact me. I'll give you one. I got a hundred of them. <laughs> I have no one to send it to. So if you want to get on Gab, I got a hundred invitations that get you in the door. I had to I had to I had to sit online and wait till they granted me permission to join. They're trying not to overload the servers. Although something this guy did just recently was a departure from what he was normally doing and it wasn't a good idea because it's just it dumped a huge amount of people into gab at one time and the stir and the servers all started bucking when you have 4g lte speeds and you're sitting there waiting for a page to load to something wrong anyway where was i with this uh make no mistake this is a serious attempt to introduce a global islamic blasphemy law and one that will not only increase the persecution of Christians, but also make even reporting the persecution of Christians in the Islamic world much more difficult. It will inevitably lead to self-censorship. Internet companies such as Facebook need to realize that there is a huge problem of anti-Christian hatred. Well, they probably Zuckerberg probably hates it. He's a, he's a self-loathing Jew. Hatred and persecution of the world, and that their actions in suppressing reporting of this are, for want of a better word, Christianophobia. Christianophobia. Hey, if they get to say it, we get the to say it. I think I think I think Muslims do have Christianophobia, and I think that's a good thing. They should be afraid because Christianity is going to beat Islam. Yeah, we kicked their butt twice. It's going to win, but it's going to be. A it's going to be a long war. Well, and, it, and we've already started it. it. It's going to be a long war because of the idiots that were brought up in the public education system to think this they is a religion. They weren't brought up in anything. They were indoctrinated and brainwashed. Don't, don't make them nice. They're, and because of the PC world we live in. Yeah, it's all the same. It's the same people. Political correctness, social diversity. It's crap. It's designed to destroy a nation. It's how you take the nation down by taking the keystone out. Look up what a keystone is. (laughs) If you don't know what a keystone is, you must have gone through the public education system. (laughs) And you do need to look it up. All right. uh, World Night Daily reported a year ago, a movement in Pakistan recognizes its blasphemy laws are out of control. Barnabas Fund said... Then a tribunal was set up to investigate riots in Godra in August 2009 that killed eight Christians after an unsubstantiated claim of blasphemy. The tribunal recommended a review of the country's blasphemy law. I love this. This is all circus and bread. It's just circus and bread. Yeah, but nobody's reporting on this, No, this is garbage. They are not interested in this in any way. 
that says Christianity is not accepted in Islam. Not. You're a demi or you're dead. You got to convert, become a demi, or die. Those are your three choices in Islam. If they decide to give you those three choices, sometimes they just like kill you. But you sometimes they give you the option. What I really, really got upset about was when they scared Christians so much that they renounced their Christian faith and said they they converted to Islam to, to try not to have their heads cut off. Well, the Muslims didn't believe them. They cut, his, they cut their heads off anyway. Great way to die, right after you told Jesus Christ to go pound sand. Literally. Last so, one. S- s- soft break? Yeah, it is the last one. All right, we're going to go to our last break, try to make some money here. So, go out the radio show. You stay tuned. Guys, we'll be right back. <laughs> This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details, not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. 
and you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, 800-917-2194, that's Welcome back to the Aquabit Radio Show, our half of three. In other words, we're going fast. Back to Islam and blasphemy laws, the three and Pakistan. The 325-page report produced by a former Lahore High Court judge highlights five provisions in the law relating to Islam which should be revisited both to prevent misuse and to assure that it aligns with Article 25 of Pakistan's Constitution, which stipulates the equality of all citizens. It's Islam. Are you out of your mind, Barnabas Fonsen? It's Islam. That's not how it works. Uh, Islam it's, has to rule everything. You either convert you die, you become a dimmy, which is a, a, a slave, really. Ooh, thunder. Lightning. But the report noted that before going to... Uh, you know the problem is here? Blasphemy laws at all. This is... The, Islam is not compatible with anything. You will eventually be a Muslim or dead. But in the meantime, they might let you be a Demi and pay the Demi tax and wear your Demi armband and get treated like a third-class citizen and they can rape your wife and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you know, before they tire of you and kill you. No upside to being a Demi. You will die one way or another. You will be removed. 
The or is it? But the report noted before going to Parliament approval, various schools of Islamic thought and Council of Islamic ideology will be consulted on the changes. The report said that between July 28 and August 1, 2009, a mob of more than 800 Muslims raided a Christian settlement in the town of Godra in Pakistan's Punjab province. Approximately 60 houses were burned down and eight Christians were killed, seven of whom were from one family. Barnabas Fund said the attack was regarded as retribution for an alleged charge of blasphemy following gossip that the Quran had been burned during a wedding ceremony. You know what? Even if that was true, should they, do you want to live in a place where they could do that? Where if you blaspheme one specific religion, you're, you're going to die. This is, this is Islam. It's evil, and that's why it's growing. Because Lucifer's time on earth is starting now. I don't think they could hear that, dear. Want to bet? All right, China's not our friend as usual. From Christian Science Monitor, but they can be our ally, even though we don't like them, against North Korea, which seems like they're becoming. Oh, okay, then guess what? I don't want, because we're coming to the end of the show. I don't want, this. they're just, they're going to do their own Wikipedia, and they're not going to let the people know what's really true. Scroll down to the article after this one that I found out what they really are going to do with North Korea, and then you can go back up if we have time. That one? Yeah. Okay, Christian Science Monitor. China said on Thursday it wants to be good neighbors with North Korea. After the isolated country's state news agency published a rare criticism of Chinese state media commentaries calling for tougher sanctions over the North nuclear program. (laughs) Ah, the first thunderstorm of the year. The United States has urged China, North Korea's only major ally, to do more to rein in North's nuclear and missile programs, which have prompted an assertive response from the Trump administration, warning that an era of strategic patience is over. A commentary carried by North Korea's KCNA News agency refers to recent commentaries in China's People's Daily and Global Times newspapers, which it said, were widely known as media speaking for the official stand of the Chinese party and government. Yes, the Chinese party rules the government and the industry. All businesses are owned by the Communist Party. In Beijing, Foreign Ministry spokesman Gang Shuang said China's position was consistent and clear. China's position on developing friendly, good neighbor relations with North Korea is also consistent and clear, Mr. Gang told reporters. In response to a question about KCNA commentary, China was unswervingly devoted to the denuclearization of the peninsula and maintaining peace and security and resolving the issue through talks, Gang added. Okay, is this not double speak? No. <laughs> it's Chinese speak. 
it's like they they tolerate getting along with us when they have to, but they don't like it. And they have no they had no respect under Obama because Obama had no respect for our country. And they pick that's why our, these people pick up on it, and it's why he was a laughing stock. You're you're not even representing the your own people, the needs of your own people. You're you're a joke. Chinese, you know, you think the Chinese would respect Obamanists for his duplicity? You don't understand China. No, they had no respect for him, and they knew he he would give away anything to them, and he did. Do you think now like- times have changed, and they're okay with that too because they they have been around for over five thousand years. They're patient beyond belief. They will sit back and wait decades, and then they'll come out of nowhere and kick your backside. Do you think they can hear this? I bet they can. <laughs> it's getting a little I'm glad sporty. that we're almost at the end of the show because it might get pretty loud in here. It's getting sporty in here. It's getting loud. No, it's not getting sporty. Don't misuse the term. It's just loud. Oh, well. The WeChat account of the overseas edition of the People's Daily, in its reaction to the KCNA piece, said it was clear that North Korea's nuclear and missile activities were a threat to China. North Korea has not left the Cold War behind and does not want to, and is enmeshed in a web of its own spinning of antagonism between its enemies and itself, it said. China has repeatedly said that while it is happy to help arrange talks, it is ultimately up to the United States and North Korea to sort out their differences. Oh, you wusses. You wimpy little self-serving jackasses. Thank God you're doing this to Trump, because he's going to come back. He's going to make you sorry you did this. That's why I wanted you to read this article. Because I would make them sorry. Trust me, Trump is not nearly as bad as I would be. My God, he's a he, he's almost a muted form of me. Hurry it up already. Get rid of fire people already. What are you doing? Well, we don't know how many people he's fired. They're not reporting on it. Not enough. Fire he's, them all! He's not doing enough. Off with their heads! <laughs> he He's just... He's... Tr- See, he doesn't... He's not a... He's not really, really mean. conservative. And he's not mean. No, no, he's a bit of a wuss. It's a heart thing. It's a heart... Yeah, so is an attack, but that doesn't mean we like it. We don't rule with our hearts. We rule with our minds. The rule of law, not the rule of man. That's why his statement bothered me. I'm, I could, I could have had his son on the radio show anytime I wanted during the campaign, by the way. I just, I just don't like sharing my time. I don't have that much of it. It's mine. You selfish bastard. And I was a single, I was an only child, so I'm not used to sharing. Trust me, I can attest to that. I still remember your adopted brother trying to eat some of my food. I warned everybody, don't even come near my plate. 
when I'm there, it's it's an animal experience. Just stay away. Well, he decided, this is sort of how you feel about communism, that's what it said. He decided he was going to reach out in social justice, share some of my wealth. Picked up a french fry and I stabbed him with a fork in the hand and he dropped the french fry and I went right back to eating and I didn't even miss a beat. He thought it was the fun. He, he told the story constantly. The funniest thing he ever saw. It just did. It was no hesitation. Just bam, stab me with the fork and stab food, put it in his mouth. I told you not to touch my food. Yeah, take that little snowflake. Good thing I wasn't eating with a knife. Take take that porcelain dolls. <laughs> no, Anthony wasn't a porcelain. No, doll. he wasn't. But take that porcelain dolls. Don't bother coming by us. <laughs> we will drop you on the floor. Back to China. Diplomats say Washington and Beijing are negotiating a possible stronger UN Security Council response, such as new sanctions to North Korea's repeated ballistic missile launches in defiance of UN Security Council resolutions. Well, they already put like 180,000 troops on the border. Uh, I think they're I think they're on board. Let's get them moving. Come on, Trump. Let's get the train moving. The KCNA commentary charged that the Chinese articles had attempted to shift the blame to Pyongyang for deteriorated relations between China and North Korea and U.S. deployment of strategic assets to the region. It also accused China of hyping up damage caused by North Korean nuclear tests to China's three northeastern provinces. Chinese state media calls for North Korea to dismantle its nuclear program were a, quote, a wanton violation of independent and legitimate rights, dignity and supreme interest, end quote, of North Korea, and constituted an undisguised threat to an honest-minded neighboring country, which has long history and tradition of friendship, KCNA said. China's never liked Korea. They don't like Koreans. They don't want any Koreans in China. You know, it's funny. They want to conquer all the other lands around them except Korea. One of the closest. Right. Because. (laughs) They want Taiwan. Because it's all poor socialist communist crap. Well, so are they. No, they're a hybrid. That's, they have these companies, the corporations that work at international and everything, but their majority-owned shareholders is the Communist Party. But there are corporations and how people get confused. It's not the same as our corporations because the person in charge is always the government. They have the overwhelming majority share in every corporation. So what they say goes. Yeah, but again... Again, they're, they're playing us. Look, we're, cap, we're doing free market. Not really. Hybrid. They're spending all this money to go after Taiwan, Japan, oh, Vietnam. No, they haven't gone after Taiwan. They're not interested in Vietnam, really. Yeah, no, they are. We've reported on it. No, I mean... No, the, the, North Korea, the North Vietnamese are more interested in it than China. China's not interested in... It wants it wants Taiwan it wants Taiwan big time because Taiwan is huge economy, and it would bolster their economy greatly to have it, and that's why they want it. They they will want every one of their old colonies, even though people don't 
know the history. All of the Asian people ancestored from China. They were sent out in colonies. And much like some colonies, they they got forgotten about, like Japan and Taiwan. I got to go. No more time. This is the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner, from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.